everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the reality competition, The Great Pottery Throwdown. Boom! Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. The, How are you? I'm great. Uh, the general public will never know what you thought of all the president's men, which was our scheduled uh, item this week. Not that anybody would know, uh, but that podcast was lost to the ages. Yes, we have to get a new uh, producer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or that's wh- right. whoever that's right. whoever is in charge of that. Yeah, I messed up, and we recorded a whole podcast with my mic not hot. So if you ever, if you guys ever want to hear just one side of a conversation between mom and me, maybe actually it would have been the ideal version of the podcast. People want to be like, this is great. Just cutting down to purely what we want to hear. No John at all. But uh, yeah, that's then what happened. there would be nothing intelligent said. Oh my God. Yeah, that was that was heartbreaking a little bit. Um, a little bit, but you weren't so hot on all the president's men. So I feel like if there were a podcast to be lost this season, um, that was a good one. To that lose. was that was not a bad one to to lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the season finale. I feel like I've already said that because I did say it a number of times, and I was wrong the last well, time. It wasn't the you, season finale at all because. <laughs> Plus, we, we then decided we had to do a Mother's Day show. That's right. So we'll be back in another so week really... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the season finale, except for our Mother's Day show, which will go on up in about a week. So who knows? <laughs> you were, you're lucky to even be hearing this podcast. And I'm sorry for the delay in your hearing it, but that's what happened. So here we are. That's... And if you are Here listening are. to this, you can't imagine how pleased I am that that is possible. So, God willing, here we go. Mom, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, I have some very big news, first of all, mm. to tell you. Yes, after 40-some years of balancing my tea on the arm of the couch, last night, disaster struck. <clears throat> And I made a fresh, you won't be laughing in a minute, buddy. So I made a fresh hot mug of tea, hot tea, steaming hot. I put it on the arm of my couch and sat down and it promptly fell over and spilled all over my thigh and buttocks, and oh, my I, God. oh, I've never, I just Are you don't okay? remember being, well, I am now, um, <sighs> I got up and ripped all my clothes off, oh. and the pain still wouldn't stop, so I ran down to daddy's office and said, <laughs> He's always yelling at me for putting my tea up there. I said, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Well, anyway, we ended up at the New London Emergency Room where I had second degree burns 
Oh my all over god! The, all over the top of my thigh and around to the back. Oh lord! Let me just tell you, there's nobody there. Uh, it it looks like a ghost hospital, <clears throat> and I and and the whole thing takes about forty five minutes. Hmm. And. It was amazing. It was just amazing. Although it could have been done in 10 minutes because I don't know what they do when they go off to other parts of the hospital. But the the coup de grace was uh, I ended up having also to get a tetanus shot. So I I am fully vaccinated for, you know, rabies and all kinds of things. All manner of disease. What do they do when they go off into other parts of the hospital? I have no idea because because this was this was what it, what the treatment consisted of putting some kind of sticky ointment all over everything and then wrapping it in a gauze thing and then giving you a pair of uh, very sexy paper panties and sending you on your way. It should take 15 minutes. Um, if we have any uh, medical professionals in the audience, uh, let us know what what goes on when they go away for a while. Are they ten? I always figure, ah, they're doing another patient. They're bouncing between like five different patients. That's what I always imagine. Yeah, that's what I, I always picture too. But I was the only one in the yeah, emergency I, room. Yeah, I understand the new evidence we've gathered here, but uh, who knows? So if you do know, tell us. Yeah. I also wanted to to warn people about using their electronic devices in front of their children. <laughs> okay. Which electronic device in particular are we talking about? Is it Alexa or Alexis? Alexa, the Amazon thing? Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so a friend was... I guess had a few idle moments and Alexa asked her if she wanted her to tell her of her purchases for the previous month. And I guess, you know, not thinking, taking everything for granted, The my friend said yes. And Alexa listed off everything. Her son, who was sitting nearby, said, oh, that's everything the Easter Bunny brought. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> And she was busted. <laughs> How old is the kid? Five, you said? He's not. He, no, he was nine. Nine. And he was, you know, he was ready. She wasn't She wasn't too upset about yeah. that. But she did have to have a little talk with him because he has a younger brother. And she didn't want to mm-hmm. ruin it for him. But he must have been quite shocked. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, Amazon doesn't care. They'll ruin it. Well, everybody was very innocent in the whole thing, but I I would have liked to have seen his face as he was putting the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I've heard stories about Alexa um, spoiling uh, even worse things, you know, like, oh, we're having a baby, uh, a baby, <laughs> or, um, <laughs> or whatever, um, 
or I was pregnant or so like major life events can be spoiled by oh, the wow. suggested purchases or targets and an ad for diapers. Uh, yeah, I've heard about all sorts of because the, you know, the artificial intelligence, the algorithm doesn't care. So so it might make a suggestion to you for something based on your history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even oh. like, you know, um, I think it's a situation where like you bought uh, prenatal vitamins at Target. So they send you something with a coupon for diapers and uh, whoever yeah. might see this can put two and two together. So, yeah. Wow. Spoilers. Spoiler machines. Well, you know what? Now now you put me in mind, and I want to tell you this story. I believe it was either last week or the week before, somebody in, I believe, Littleton had a gender reveal party in a, I think it was in a sand pit, and he apparently purchased a quantity, uh, they showed a, a, a vial, so it was liquid, of some kind of explosive for him to reveal uh, the gender of the baby they were expecting. And I he caused all kinds of damage to homes in the area. Oh, my God. And, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. You know, I'm really wondering about the genesis of this this tradition. Um, you know, back in my day, the the gender reveal happened at birth. <laughs> yeah, that was the big reveal, and it really yeah. how, does it get more spectacular than that? What do you need? Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I, I personally think this sort of diminishes it. Mm. Um, I always thought of it as a very intimate, big celebration, you know. And I, I kind of thought when I first read about people having colored cupcakes and such, you know, I kind of thought that was cute. Yeah. But I don't understand why it's become, excuse the pun, so blown out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. I mean – we got to take our shoes off when we got on an airplane, but this guy can pick up a tub of liquid explosives. And yeah. what they, you know, at the store, they're like, uh, what are you going to use this for? Oh, a gender reveal party. All right, here you are, sir. Like, why is it? It seems like this is the one use for which people can do anything. I mean, there's people starting wildfires out west with their explosive gender reveals. <laughs> It just, it just it seems, doesn't make any sense. It seems like it's this terrorism loophole. Like you can you can terrorize your the locals as long as you're revealing the gender of uh, a baby. And honestly, these yeah. days, who knows even if the gender is going to stick? Like you know, maybe this kid's going to get a different idea, and we live in a yeah. world where that can happen. So for this, how about a name reveal party? Huh? Kaboom! Here's what we're going to name the kid. That's, yeah, that would make a little more sense to me. But anything that involves kaboom, I guess it doesn't make much sense to be. There doesn't need to be any kaboom in the whole having a baby process. Exactly. Exactly. I just I, it's a it's a 
it's a new world. It's just a wonder to me. And, and you know, why not, why not do uh, a gender reveal of something that might enhance the earth? Oh, I, that's good. That's good. Uh, like plant some tulip bulbs. Right. You got to plant them way in advance. Um, so basically plant one set of bulbs on one side of the house and the other set on the other side. And then when it's time for the party, just bring them around to whichever side of the house and up, oh, look, pink tulips. It's a boy. Pink tulips. Or you could take your gun and, and shoot all the, the bad tulips. Cause the, <laughs> I'm kidding. It just seems to be that it's it, that the boom and the the blast is very important. I, just, I, I seem to need to be some fun. violence involved. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're gonna For shoot some the bad tulips. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a twist finish you <laughs> dreamed up for that. Um, I'm all for the cupcake reveal. Uh, you know, if, I mean, I'm all about cupcakes. So. Yeah. Any occasion for cupcakes, really. Yeah. Now, how about a name reveal with cupcakes? That's easy, right? You just spell it out and yank the blanket <laughs> off. Everybody gets to A, see what the name is, and then B, eat some cupcakes. And But then you have to listen to everybody saying, oh, I don't like that. Like, you're not part of the process. Oh, you think, so in your a uh, hypothetical name reveal party. All the attendees are sneering at the name after it's revealed. <laughs> <laughs> well, all it takes is one person to throw doubt on it, you know? Well, why'd you pick that name? Why'd you spell it that way? Yeah, that's true. Just leave everybody else out of your having a yes! kid all together until yes! you have the kid. That's right. Here it is. His name is... Jeremiah Bullfrog, and it has special meaning to us, and here he is, or whatever. I don't know. All right. So we don't want to hear about your baby's gender. That's what we've decided. Um, and it, it seems like we've ironed out our audio issues. Uh, this is... I am almost afraid to take the next step on our journey of getting this podcast <laughs> to the people, because I think we've worked harder on this one than... <laughs> than any podcast harder, we've ever done. On this one. It, took, it took two days and, <laughs> oh my God, what it took. So I, it is with trepidation that I advanced to the next stage of our uh, podcast here, but you're coming through loud and clear, and I am excited to talk about this show. So uh, I say we get on with it. Sound good, Mom? Really? Yeah, I am, yeah. All right. This week, Mom and I are talking about the Great Pottery Throwdown. If you've ever watched the contestants kneading dough on the Great British Bake Off and thought to yourself, I wish I could watch these people working with a less edible substance, well, then do I have the show for you. The Great Pottery Throwdown is a British reality competition that tests its contestants' ability to work in the medium of clay. Each week, they get a couple of challenges. The judges do their judging. There's a winner. There's hugging. Someone has to go home. More hugging. More crying. Then they do it all again the next week until there remains only one potter who hasn't been hugged or cried. And that person becomes <laughs> the king of England. Here's a clip. We would like you to make port chalices. Master Potter Keith, if you would like to take to your wheel. Right. Port chalices, basically another word for goblet. Shove it on the wheel. 
centre it up, lift your hands up just slightly off the wheel and you create your base. Start making the cup when the stem is quite thick still because you've got that support of the stem to really shape your cup nice and fine and then throw up that stem so it's nice and fluent. Rib up the side and really accentuate that form. <laughs> Amazing. Finesse that stem, make it a bit narrower, and then I'm literally just going to recenter it a bit. So it's growing out of that stem. It's so beautiful. Tidy up the rim and then wire it off. And there you go. <laughs> we're looking for quantity, but as well, we're looking for quality. Potters, you have 15 minutes to make as many chalices as possible. Oh. And your time starts now. Oh, I forgot to write a, a pun for this one. Um, okay, uh, The Great Pottery Throwdown is available on HBO Max. Uh, Mom, does this show have feet of clay? No. No, you right? love it? Is that the, that's the right answer. Yeah. I absolutely love this. I'm and I'm going to tell you a weird thing after we talk about it a little bit. Okay. But it is very satisfying to watch. It's very satisfying to watch people throw a piece of clay on the wheel and center yeah. it and see how difficult that is. Boy. And when the I'm not sure what we would call him he is the host of uh, and the judge of the show. Um, well, he's not the host. He's one of the judges, though. Yeah. But when he throws clay, it's really magical. It, it, the, it is. I mean, the subtlety of his um, motion and with which he applies the strength in his uh, arms and hands to the clay, it's amazing to watch and deeply satisfying aesthetically. Because you get to see him do it masterfully, as you say, and then you see uh, how actually difficult it is when the contestants try to yeah. replicate what he's done. And he's done things blindfolded and he, he makes it, it's like magic, really. He makes it look so easy. And then you see how difficult it really is and how accomplished he, in fact, is because these people who have worked with clay quite a bit, some of them for many years, still struggle to accomplish what he does. Mm. Yeah. Boy, that's true. Because it's these, um, they're not exactly green, the contestants on this show, right? Like they, like you say, they've been doing it for a while. And um, sometimes they seem like, this is coming out the wrong way, but sometimes it seems like they're making the same mistakes I would, right? Like, it's, they, yes. they seem totally vexed um, by this medium and the complexities of it. And that's what gets me. Like, it looks like just a, it looks like just a lump. It looks like the simplest thing in the world. It's just a lump of brown. And OK, you're going to shape it into whatever shape you want. But boy, it has such complexities in um, the way it you work with it, the way it evolves as you work with it. Uh, there's a lot more to it than I ever realized, and I think that's why I enjoyed the show more than I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I watch The Great British Bake Off, and 
Um, I mean, I admittedly there was a little of this with the Great Pottery Throwdown too, because the formula is so much the same. But yes. what's a Great British Bake Off? And every challenge is well, they can't leave it in the oven for too long, but they can't take it out too soon. And it's <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Like it's every time, it's the same thing. They gotta they gotta bake it for the right amount of time. Um, but every they act like it's novel. Now, maybe if I watch enough of the Great Pottery Throwdown, it's going to get into that, too. But, you know, they're making these sculptures in the episode you had me watch. Um, they're making these, like, Greek-style sculptures. And um, to me, I'm like, okay, just shape the clay until it's the shape of a person. Dust your hands off and you're done. But yeah. it turns <laughs> out it's really hard to make the shape of a person in clay without making something that just goes and slumps down to the ground. They keep saying the clay has memory. It wants to do what it wants to do. And you're asking it to do something else. You're asking it to stand up and dry and hold this form. And there's just so much to it. But you can you could do something gorgeous and masterful. And if there's an mm. air bubble in there or too much moisture, the kiln will destroy your work. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what really gets me about the medium is the, uh, it seems nerve-wracking, because you could, the smallest thing could destroy your work, and it feels like you never know. Like, they put it in the right. kiln, and they're just, they're always saying, oh, fingers crossed. Uh, that seems like agony to me. And it, it really just is, it's just an act of faith that you put it in there. The other thing, the other thing that amazes me is how would you like to be the person responsible for transferring all that stuff from the drying room to the kiln? Oh, I, I would be a wreck. Yes, I thought about that exactly. Oh, I would not want that responsibility. No, no, no. You know, my sister and I used to keep a list of uh, unusual jobs, and there's <laughs> there's actually there's actually a job in a museum, um, and I have forgotten if there was a special name for it or not. But there's a job in the museum in a museum for a person whose job it is to move objects from one area to another. Mm. That's I, their whole job. I can imagine that's a specialty. Well, who would think of it, though? Well, the museum did. <laughs> I guess the people at the museum who have to move the pictures. And after a while, they say, ah, this has just got to be someone's job. I'm yeah, tired of this. Yeah, I can't do this. So, so to me, to be in charge of everyone's precious yeah. work that, that they've they've done put so much into so much sweat and energy and thought and calculation and 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 the making the transformation with the clay and then to be responsible for carrying that down to the kiln and the and the setting actually is just fascinating i think with all these bottle brick bottle kilns I guess that's what they were back in the day, and now they're just uh, part of a building complex. This episode that I had you watch was rather shocking um, mm. to me. Now we're going to get off a little bit 
here, but I would like, there's two things I want to say is that this show had full frontal nudity for the man, but we, but they did not show the women and we were, daddy and I were curious about why you think that might be. Um, well, the man's, uh, so in, we should probably fill in some of the blanks here, although I like that you didn't, Mom. But on this episode, they were being asked to um, create a Greek uh, statue of two uh, nude models who were posing uh, in the, I don't know what it's called, but in the room where they were. In the studio. In the studio. And they were nude for the duration. They had a little... um, you know, like a white sheet draped around them, but not in such a way that it hid anything. It was just sort of an accent. Um, and we do get a, a, extremely brief glimpses of the fellas' uh, genitalia in the episode, but um, and there's certainly plenty of boob, but we didn't... You, you want to know why the camera didn't pan down to uh, her legs, I guess, is what you're saying. Yes, okay. How tasteful of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that was just the conversation with the with the censors, and I don't know. Um, I certainly don't think you'd see that on American television, um, the, what we saw in the episode. And as I, I researched it, there was a, when it aired, I believe, in Britain for the first time, there was a you know, a warning, if you will. Sure. Before, yeah. But there was, it was quite shocking to just be watching and then, you know, you, you're expecting, well, I don't know what you're expecting, but then blam, <laughs> here it is. I think you're expecting exactly what you get. Like, I wasn't well, surprised by what I saw. I was. I very much was. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that's funny? Well, I get that you were surprised to see it, but I wasn't surprised to find a penis um, at the bottom of this guy's torso. Well, I... <laughs> right? That was not a shock well, to I me. Guess... <laughs> that, speaking of gender reveals, this particular gender <laughs> reveal d- did not throw me back in my seat. Yes, I would have been very surprised had there not been that. Yeah. But um, y- you're right on, on that. But I was very surprised to see here on American television. I mean, I've seen uh, lusty shows, mm-hmm. but I don't believe I've ever seen on this on television. Uh living breathing penis well i think it only could be presented because there was nothing whatsoever lusty about the situation right like if if there were any um any uh sexual desire even a whiff of it in here i don't think it would have gotten past the censors but as a purely artistic pursuit and really we're talking about like i think two shots one of only one of them where you could really see you could really assess the whole landscape and that shot lasts for maybe one second right so we're not talking about a particularly graphic 
episode, although they do spend a great, there are a great many shots panning down the forms of, uh, in particular, the man, and they cut it just at the very frame before it. the camera continues panning down to show you uh, any, uh, any penis or any pubis even whatsoever, um, but we do catch a glimpse of it. So I think well, it's only because it's I... not sexy that they that they could get away with no, it. No, and it wasn't it wasn't sexy, but I did have so many questions for Daddy because <laughs> you know while I'm familiar with my own equipment, there's it brought a lot of questions to mind about someone's public equipment being right out there. Uh, and uh, I must ask. What are these questions? Oh, they're really inappropriate. Inappropriate even for the podcast? Well, you know, like, what if he got a little tiny bit aroused? I mean... Right. Yeah, I figured um, that was the question. You know, or if if he had an itch. I mean, I just think, how could I... Wow, I just... It was nerve-wracking to me. You know, I was ver- very thinking about uh, all the stories of adolescent boys <laughs> having trouble in school. And it just brought up a lot of these, these like, well, could this happen? Could that happen? Could he, you know, what if the wind went by and... <laughs> stimulated something or questions like that I because I just don't know how sensitive that organ is well if he were a pubescent boy I think there could have been some danger of that but I think as a grown man there was little peril of uh the phallus changing shape in that context I guess I'll say um I like the idea of a breeze um, stimulating it. Wow. <laughs> like, I wish. <laughs> like, that was one lucky man if a breeze could bring him to that point of arousal. Because, wow, he's living the good life then. But no, I don't think there was any danger of that. I don't know if okay. Dad gave you a different answer, but I that's not a concern, I don't think. Well, and here is also the other thing is... And, you know, please don't judge me, okay? But it looks kind of sad and disappointing in that state. Always. Yeah. Okay. You know, it just, I felt like, well, (laughs) you know, he's just putting that out there for everybody to comment on. It's sort of brave. But in the end, it just kind of, it kind of just looks like a lump of clay. It doesn't look like much. It's, yeah. (laughs) That that was my conclusion. But I also, but I also want to tell you. Yeah. That I fell madly in love with this show in the fourth season. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm. It's really a very small thing. But the kiln person becomes one of the judges in the in the fourth season and they bring in a transgender um kilns person oh oh, oh, okay right because the and i just love 
I just love incorporating her that they just plugged her in there. And I think how wonderful, and I am commenting on it, mm-hmm. but there was, that there was no comment or anything yeah. about her. And I really feel like I felt so hopeful, like this is the future, that we just don't care. Yeah, Did, yeah. Well, I mean, that it's a matter of fact, I guess. I It's not that we don't care, okay. but that it's just right. part of we, life, right. right? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and yes, we're commenting on it. <laughs> I know, said, I know. That's sort of just No, it's the, fine. And it doesn't defeat anything. I agree. I think that's the way to do it. You know, you be you and, and, and love your life and enjoy it and, you know, be a good person, just like we're all trying to be. And that's all we care about. Well, that's that's the ideal, I think. I agree. And uh, we've got some work to do to get there. But yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, Mom, what is your grade for the Great Pottery Throwdown? Well, I'm just going to have to give this an A+. An A+, for the Great Pottery Throwdown. Woo-woo! Like I said, it's on HBO Max. Um, you can probably get it elsewhere, but I don't know where. Oh, good luck trying. <laughs> Yeah. Good luck trying to get HBO Max to work in the first place. That's the big challenge. Uh, well, we I, got we got an Apple TV, I guess, and that's how we watch it. Yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Um, yeah, I like how they call it an HBO Max original. I really find this obnoxious. Netflix started this, I think, <laughs> but all they did was buy it, and then they're like, yeah, "Oh, it's it's an original. It's an original that existed before HBO Max existed somehow." Um, <laughs> But they slap those words on there, and I don't know. I get that all the contracts have been signed, and this is in the language that this is how it's going to be billed, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but I just feel a little bad for the people who actually did make it, having HBO yeah. come along years later and say, this is an original. We are signing our <laughs> name to this. You didn't have anything to do with it except <laughs> writing a check. <laughs> after the fact, after it was already made. Right, okay. right. Uh, maybe that's a little inside baseball, but uh, yeah, that drives me crazy. Uh, Mom, do you have a recommendation this week? I do, actually. I have found a new series. This is not new to the world, and probably if you're a fan of this type of thing, of a mystery, um, you already know Louise Penny, but she's new to me, and uh, she has a, a a detective that solves the case and it's very I'm waiting to get to the part the book says it's uh the Kirkus Reviews says it's cerebral wise and compassionate so yeah wow look at me being an intellectual reading a mystery (laughs) so watch out because I don't know what the end result will be but it's been uh, a great read and I can't wait to continue on to the next this i started with still life and apparently there are 16 more books so oh, you know what i'll be are. doing this summer there always are 16 more books but still life is the one you're reading i like how you bill it as you in your words she has a detective who solves the mystery that's a nice uh that's a nice <laughs> twist huh? although i would like to read a book in which the detective doesn't solve the mystery and at the end it just he just throws his hands up and says, well I couldn't figure this one out, everybody. Uh, the end. <laughs> just the, the frustrating murder mystery series, we could call it, and you just never get any resolution. 
Try that on for size, Louise. That's a free idea for you. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> the outrage. That would be a bad prank. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So the recommendation is Still Life by Louise Penny. Ah, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Like I said, this is our season finale, but wouldn't you know what? Mom and I will be back in a week or so with our Mother's Day special, and then we'll take a little break, but not for long, just to catch your breath. Uh, and when we come back, Mom, what should we talk about? Oh, something very interesting. Whoa, something very interesting. Yes. Holy, oh, it's like the, my face is peeling off with the excitement. <laughs> Oof, something very very interesting next time. Unprecedented. Hey, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, remember, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom@ological.net. Hey, tell us what the nurses do when they leave you alone in that room for 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Or talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.